Mariah, come and pray for me. Pray over the service, would you? <coughs> Angie and Tommy have been off to a conference, and they're in root home. Rob. You say Tommy. Rob. Rob. It's <laughs> okay. We forgive you. <clears throat> Lord, I just thank you for this service. Lord, I thank you for what, for what you've done here. And Lord, Lord I thank you for what you're going to continue to do here. Lord, I lift up my pastor. Lord, I uh, thank you for the word that he's going to bring this morning. And Lord, I just uh, thank you, Lord, just for your sweet spirit that's here. And Lord, you're just resting upon this place. And Lord, I just feel you here right now. And Lord, just, um, just thank you, Lord, for what uh, you're going to continue to do. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we mentioned the sound of freedom. Isn't it great that it has a budget of $14.5 outperforms Disney's highly promoted Indiana Jones with a cost of $300 million at the 4th of July box office. So if you get a chance to see that movie and haven't, well, it's worth seeing. But... We praise Jesus Christ. I lift up Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And he, He's the answer. What, whatever's <clears throat> coming at you. We had dogs and phone call dogs chasing cattle this morning. I mean, there's always something going on. Had a gentleman uh, checking out the sound equipment. I think he said it could be fixed for, what, three or four hundred. We just need... Another piece of equipment. Although we've worked with that equipment for 15 years without it, so, you know, some things I don't really understand like that. But God, you know, there's just always somebody else. Well, another 500 will fix it. Just come to Jesus. He said, it's like, Playing hide-and-go-seek, all the house in free. Just come in. Just come to Him. We'll do everything else but want to come to Him. Let's talk about Hebrews 11.1. 1. What about faith? What about faith to walk through this times? Listen, there's always been more going on in government than we knew about. More bad things. And I want to welcome Facebook. Henry, we've prayed for you this morning. I'll, be, I'll look for you maybe Wednesday night. Or we're glad you're doing better. Jackson, we miss you. All, everybody on Facebook, we welcome you. And let me tell you, God's got a word for you this morning. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now it says, faith is... Faith is something. Faith's not just wishing in the dark. Faith is. Faith is. I know I've told you this story, but my friend, I want to talk about Manly Beasley some this morning, was in Mexico living with a family preaching in their church. And the man said, we don't have much because we live on faith. And Manly said, sir, if you live on faith, you'll have what you need. So, if you're in faith, you have what you need. 
God is doing everything you're believing Him for. Get a word from God. Find out what God wants to do. Get connected with Him and believe Him and He will bring it to pass. Faith is. That's what that verse says. The assurance of things hoped for. Convictions of things not seen. You've got things you've wished for, you've hoped for. Maybe it hadn't happened. But it will. If you, you can believe it in. You can call it in. The, the Word of God is full of faith. Now, I'm going to show you a Bible story about that and then a personal story about that. But <clears throat> there's so many saved people with no absolutes established in their life. And if you don't get an absolute, if you don't stand for something, you fall for nothing, for everything, you know that? One time years ago, we were when a group went out here to a restaurant and eat. It was a group of people from Emmanuel. And we had the meal, and they brought in desserts. And this one lady just said, no, I don't want any desserts. And she told she said, now, I had to make up my mind about that this morning because I knew if I waited to get here today to decide whether I'd have desserts, I'd have desserts. And she said, I've been working on that. And, you know, we have to make some decisions. I've just always remembered that. She made up her mind before that temptation came to her because she knew if she didn't, Oh, well, just today, I'll, I'll start on that other tomorrow. But there's just so many that we don't stand where we need to continually stand, and we have to stand by faith. And Hebrews eleven six is another verse about that. Without faith, it's impossible to believe God, to please God. He who comes to God must believe that He is do you believe He is? He's real? Do you believe He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him? Now, how many are diligently seeking Him? I, I know you are. But you've got to believe that He is a rewarder. I mean, that, this will happen. Whether it's your family, your finances, your job, whatever it is, you can believe Him for it. He's put a desire in you. That's something He wants to do. I, you know, the Lord spoke to me about preaching. And yet we went probably 15, 17 years before stepping into that. But I had a word from God. I, I had a word from a man that says, you wait till God shows you what to do. And then there come a time, and I told Dixie, I said, now, if we don't do this now, in 10 years it's going to be too late. Now, I wish I had it. So, here we go. You don't always have to say, this is the day. I mean, you've got to, you're reading your Bible, you're in church, you're applying what you know. You get good counsel. Take your best shot. Step out on it. Why not you? There's enough here. Change the whole world. Look what Levin did. 
we outnumber them, and they, they were, they just fit right in here. They just didn't know a thing about a horse. They, just like I don't know anything about the fishing they did. But I mean, they were ordinary people. And their stories are in there. I'm just glad mine's not in there. Amen. Theirs are all in there. And they, they all made mistakes. But they kept going. They kept going. We're going to get to a verse here in a minute. But see, is God using your life? Is He doing anything in your life? He wants to. Or, see, if not, we just allow life to control us. Whatever comes along, that's the direction we flow. We, we need to know how to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God who we're to be led by. Romans 1, 16. It's a great verse. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Can't be ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God. There is power. There's power working in your life. Verse 17, For in it the righteous God is revealed, and it's from faith to faith. That means you get through this wreck, you go through another one. Well, it's not always a wreck. It's a test. It's a test. And sometimes there's a bigger test that comes up. As it is written, but the righteous shall live by faith. Shall live by faith. Not the government. Not the government. By faith. Your God will supply all your needs according to His riches in glory. He will. I tested that. David and Judy attested that. Most of you, you've walked through it long enough. You know God is faithful. They look at Richard and say, how can he do that? I know when we started first building the arena in the 60s, one guy said, another one asked him, how can Gerald Freeman do that? Well, I had good credit. I mean, come on. That's... But you know how to do it. You know how to do it. And listen, I never missed a note payment. God's faithful. God's faithful. He'll work out a way for you. We may not always do it just right, but you take the best shot you've got and you, and you walk it out. You do these things. Uh, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing. So are you hearing this morning? Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. The words are coming. These words. I read this story the other day, and I want to read part of that, of this, out of, uh, and it's about Elisha and his servant Gehazi. And the Armenians were continually in war with Israel. 
And their Armenians' plans kept getting exposed. And the Armenian general met, the king met with his top people. And he said, there's a, there's a traitor among us. Who is telling Israel what we're doing? And one of them said, Elisha can tell what's going on in your bedroom, what you're saying. He just, tell, he just tells Israel what you're going to do. So the king says, go get him. Go get him. Surround him. Bring him in. So they go after him. And look at uh, verse 15, chapter 6, verse 15. When uh, Elisha's attendant got up early and went out, and behold, an army with horses and chariots were circling the city, and his servants said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? <clears throat> you ever woke, wake up and you don't know what you're going to do? Who's going to pay it? Who's going to work this thing out in our family that is, looks like chaos? What about the job? What about maybe the jobs you need? Maybe it's the money that's out that hadn't come in. They, you know, we get surrounded by a lot of things. Elisha and Gehazi was surrounded all by this army. In verse 16, Elisha answered him, Do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. There's more with us. Lord, let us see this. And he, and he prayed that in verse 17. Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes <clears throat> that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses, chariots of fire around Elisha. So Lord, open our eyes. Let us see the angels. Let us see what you're doing. Let us see. He, he opened that up. I, I've had people here talk about angels. I had, uh, I've heard people talk about seeing angels behind me. I had one man here one day. He said the aisles were full of angels. They're around us. You have an angel around you all the time. <clears throat> and Lord, we call them in. For the needs here, for everyone here, we call in those angels. We call them in for this nation, Lord. Lord, I pray awakening in our government that we want to close the borders so these people couldn't come in that we read about a while ago. Makes you wonder whose side who's on with all the Chinese connections. But... Can we believe that God has got us? See, that's the issue, and this story goes on. That Elijah just said, Lord, blind them. 
And he said, hey, guys, no, you're at the wrong place. Come on, follow me. And he led them to Samaria, where Israel's army was, and they surrounded them. And Elisha said, okay, Lord, just open their eyes. They opened their eyes, and they're surrounded. And I love the verse. Maybe I should read that verse. Um, <clears throat> verse 21. The king of Israel, when he saw them, he said to Elisha. Now, that's the way it should be. <clears throat> I pray the presidents of this country will ask the prophets what's going on. The king asked Elisha, My father, shall I kill them? Shall I kill them? He answered, You shall not kill them. Would you kill those who you have taken captive with your sword and your bow? He gave him all the credit. Set bread and water before them that they may eat, drink, and go to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. And when, hey, that's more than bread and water. I mean, God will set more before you if you'll believe him. A great feast for them. When they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away and they went to their master. And the Maradian bands of Armenians did not come again in the land of Israel. Isn't that something? I mean, you get surrounded and God delivers you. There's more with us than there are against us. There's more. That's why we walk by, oh, I can't see them. No, that's why we walk by faith instead of by, by sight. We believe that what he says he will do. He is faithful to his word. He is faithful to his people. He is faithful. That's one thing God can't do. We sang a song about that last week. We sang a song about something. God could do everything. I told Tommy, I said, there's one thing God can't do. God can't fail. He can't fail. That's just not his nature. That's not who he is. Years ago, when we first met the Manly Beasley, and uh, I, I looked at him like people look at Chuck Pierce or some prophet like that. And he called me. He had some horses, and he got rid of them all but one. And he had uh, a two-year-old stallion in South Louisiana. And he asked me if I could sell that horse for him. And I'd learned just much enough from him to say, well, if the Lord's in it, I can. And he told me where the horse was, and he wanted me to handle that for him. I said, I have a friend in South Louisiana in the town where that horse is. It's coming up here next week with an empty trailer. That'll bring him. And see, if God's working on something, he works on all sides of it. So Francis Burley uh, hauled the horse up here. Of course, I told the guys around the barn the story. 
Oh, and here's what Manley told me. He said, now God's told me what he'll bring, but I'm not telling you. I want you to learn to hear God. Okay. So the they unload the horse, and he's just a pretty plain little old two-year-old stud. And they said, how much? And I, I thought, well, he probably looks like 500. I said, well, probably 1,000. <clears throat> we went along and uh, talked to Manly, and I said, I'd make a gilding out of him. And he said, well, do that. I, I don't know if we had the horse two or three months. And we began, I guess we broke him. I don't, surely he wasn't already broke. But uh, he made a nice riding horse. He called me one day and he said, uh, he talked to me and then he said, oh, well, how's the horse? And he said, uh, what have you got him priced at? And I said, uh, 1500 He just laughed. He said, well, you may have to go up or you may have to come down. He said, I wish you'd hurry up and figure that out so, you know, you don't have to fool with him. I mean, he loved putting it on me. So <clears throat> a little bit, I think Troy was riding him there in the arena one day, and this guy came out with my dad, and he said, I'm looking for a horse for a doctor friend of mine. And I said, well, we've got that gilding he's riding. And uh, he said, how much? And I said, I want 2000 for him. He said, well, I'll tell him. Well, I left <clears throat> and took some horses to my friend Jack Wright in Talladega, Alabama, and went down there and went to a horse show. And Dixie called me and said, well, this guy's calling wants to come out and look at that horse. And I said, well, Dad can bring him and Troy can show him the horse. So they came and uh, looked at the horse, bought him, wrote a check for 2000 And that's only, I can only think of two horses that were sold like that when I wasn't there to handle the deal. So uh, I called Manley and said, well, I've sold your horse. He said, well, what did he bring? And I think I told him 1500 I mean, I put it... Now, I, at first I asked him, what did God tell you he'd bring? I put it back on him. That's what it was. And, I mean, he took him a minute. Well, he said, God impressed me. He'd bring 2000 That's the way you missed it. He brought 1500 you know? <laughs> I just can't help it, you know. <laughs> but see, that really helped me to know that horse is worth $2,000 or that horse wouldn't have been sold for $2,000. And it helped me to learn how to hear God in that. And I've had horses that I couldn't sell until I raised a price on them. Come on. There's times God wants to bless you and, and you're, I mean, and, I, and I've been wrong on it too. I've been too high on it too. But it's, if we can't hear God and how we handle money, how are we going to hear him in anything else?
We, we've got to. You cannot barter everything. Did your bartering thing work yesterday? Okay, Tommy bartered horse for cattle. But you can't always do that. I told that story to a gentleman the other day, and, <clears throat> and God really gave me a revelation in it. Now, if that horse would have stayed where he was, he'd been what we call a pasture ornament. You know, he'd have been a $500 horse or whatever. So you have to have, you have to hear God Manly heard God. He, he'd always preach like this. He'd want, he'd want you to say amen, you know. <clears throat> but he heard God, see, about a connection to sell the horse. <clears throat> so we've got to have the right connections. Well, I'm talking about mainly with God <clears throat> first. But we've got to have the right connection with people. So... That horse had to, had to make it from Louisiana to Skytoot for that to work. See, every, everything in life is about faith and, and taking a, a step in there. How do, you, how do you believe God? I mean, a horse, that's just a horse. But it was money for him, <clears throat> and it was a learning thing for me. If your first connection isn't with God or Jesus, you're really wrong. And it's just so easy to look to everybody else other than God in times. Even when something goes wrong. <clears throat> I mean, we need to be just like the baby that if something happens, <clears throat> a two-year-old or three-year-old running around, they're happy and having fun, but if something goes wrong, it's mama. I mean, we need to have that same reaction of coming to Jesus. But that horse had to get here, and then it, it had to go through a process. I mean, we clipped it up, we trimmed it up, we did everything to it to make it, it look right. I mean, th there's a part we have to do. You just can't say God's going to do everything. And yet He does, but why are we here? We're to believe Him, and if there's a part in it we have to do, we need to do it. But that horse had to get here, and then the Lord send the right people along. I mean, there's steps in life in everything you do. See, we have a tendency of hearing <clears throat> a story where God does something for someone, <clears throat> and you can tell the story in three minutes, but it might have been a 10-year process. I mean, I told you, the Lord spoke to me about preaching, and it was 17 years before we started the church. Now, I don't think I was disobedient in that. I think it was a preparation time. I mean, it's not always instant potatoes. 
But I mean, he is faithful. He'll get the right, he'll get you in the right place. See, you're connected to him, <clears throat> and yet every one of us is at a different time in our life. From the youngest to we that are the oldest. And yet God's working in every life. And listen, he's got just, his promises are just as true and the future is just as bright for these guys or the youngest person in here. Your future is just as right, bright. I mean, there's always been some of us old timers talking about the bad stuff going on. I mean, it's always been going on. It will always be gone, going on because there's a battle over the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. There's a battle in that. But God has got you at the right time. And if Jesus doesn't come back, you may be standing up here talking about that when you're 80 years old. I mean, life goes on until Jesus comes back. He may come back. He can come back anytime. As soon as the kingdom's restored. But by faith, we have got to walk it out. Every How are you going to do it? I don't know. That's why you have got to know yourself. You have got to know. You have got to know God for yourself. J. Tom may be standing up here preaching. God has got a plan. He's got a purpose for every one of us. By faith. And everybody doesn't want to walk it out. And everybody doesn't want to be corrected. And I promise you, God will thump you. If you're, if you're His. And if He doesn't correct you, when you're wrong, you might ought to get saved. He is faithful. If he can speak to a guy to move his horse to get it sold, what's your problem that he can't handle? What, what is it that's just Right, and we prayed for a man in our prayer meeting Friday morning. He said, I get up with them, and the war is just right there.